OCN Drive with Jeffrey Erber. Hey gearheads, welcome to another episode of OCN Drives. I'm your host Jeff Herbert, and I'm with the usual crew including Graham Briggs, Alex Ball, and we actually have a special guest today. Laura. Hey Laura. Thanks for not running away when we asked you to be on the podcast. Laura is one of our esteemed colleagues here at our community now, and we are going to ask her a few questions about cars. Uh, another shout out I'd like to give is to Josh for leaving the mics on. He has been, uh, he's, <laughs> he just gave us the one finger salute. So anyway, let's move on. <laughs> well, Laura, we brought you in for a reason. And that's because we, as car people, have uh, we have a different perspective on the world. You know, we look at cars in a very different way than your average human being. Not that you're average by any means. I don't I want you to. Take, so. I don't want you to take that the wrong way. But we just want to know what a normal human being sees when it comes to cars. So, with that said. One of the conceptions about driving a car, um, at least for many people, is that if I were to drive a certain type of car, it'll make me look more favorable in terms of the opposite sex. Would you agree with that statement? Uh, it, it depends, honestly. Um, but for the most part, you, know, you want someone that has reliable transportation. See me, I'm more about substance rather than style uh, so again, okay it depends on the person well with that being said what then, if you couldn't see the person inside the car at all like just like a ferrari pulls up are you just vaguely attracted to whoever's inside it could no, be a woman no all right cool well i actually have procured a short list of cars that i think hit those cues and we're <laughs> going to see what Laura thinks about these various makes and models. All right, Jeff, hit it. Okay. So let's say you have been on hinge or bumble or whichever app sure. service you, you choose for the evening. And you see that, uh, one of these gentlemen not only hits all the cues, but also has a Toyota Tacoma. Okay. She's shaking her head. Yes. What do you think of a Toyota Tacoma? What's wrong? You couldn't get a Ford F-150? <laughs> oh, brutal. Brutal. That's rude. So not big enough? Too reliable? Not big enough. And not those things enough. have rust problems from my understanding. So, And I knew a guy who drove a Toyota Tacoma and I couldn't stand him. So. Oh, okay. It seems unfair to project your hatred towards the human being onto the car, but they do have rust problems. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> they do. And I guess we could argue that they do have similar uh, fuel mileage to an F-150 EcoBoost. Which is ridiculous, so but yeah. It is. It is. So why wouldn't you choose the F-150 over the Tacoma? Yeah. At least in Laura's eyes. We also just need to remind or just introduce the fact that she is from Texas. So hearing things like liking F-150 should not be a shock to anyone at all. That is true. So I guess that kind of leads me to the next model. Is it possible to go too big? What about a Ram 2500 power wagon? Oh, that's not that's fair. Like the one we drove around in? <laughs> yes. No, that, was yes. A, that was too big. What? That thing was huge. Oh, no. We drove in a 3500. That was a 30, with the okay. dually. No, okay. So I have, I have um, 
dated someone who had a large Ram truck and I actually quite liked it. So it's nice to sit up high. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you're five foot two and then yeah. you feel like uh, the small person uh, in Master Blaster, you know, from Mad Max. Oh, yeah. When you feel like the little guy on the top of the big guy's back, it was it's kind of like riding in that. Did he have to, like, spot you into the truck? He did have to help me. Just, in, like, yeah. grab, your, <laughs> grab your waist and, like, throw you up. <laughs> but it's sweet, though. Yeah. So, chivalry. That's, yes, very chivalrous. Exactly. Chivalrous. Okay. When was the last time you opened a door for a woman, Jeff? Oh. Like, like car door. His mother. Well, I have well, not my mother, but I did do it for my aunt fairly recently, yeah. um, just as a friendly gesture. That's, so, that's a good nephew. Yeah. yeah. So from time to time, I'll do it. As far as a girlfriend goes, though, open your own daggum door, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm like, I drive a Miata. If you can't open the door of a Miata, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, you know we might need to see a doctor. Yeah, I can't remember the last time. That I like got out of my car, walked all the way around and opened the door. Except for I've totally done it for like my grandma or something. Just like That's a sweet thing to do though. Yeah. But she's also a thousand years old and, and the F one the F one fifty doors are heavy. So it's so I, I don't feel bad doing that. But yeah. True. I Plus you might need a hand up into the yeah. cab. I guess I would also have to actually go on a date ever to open a door for a date. So <laughs> that could be the failure right there. Could could be the problem. <laughs> so so then Laura, that leads me to the next question. What does Alex need to do? What kind of car does Alex need to drive to get well, a date? Not necessarily with you, but with just <laughs> Well for someone of his stature, six eight, I would say that his you know his Ford F one fifty should be sufficient. Yeah, it? the F one fifty is a chick magnet. Okay. And my and my so brother's it's not the car that's the problem. Yeah. No, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. Listen, I have a nice F one fifty and I have a cool motorcycle. It's not helped at all. So you know. Okay, well maybe when you get your power wagon someday. Yeah. We can just keep telling ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Well then on that note, you I, s- I I will have to say, because we're asking Laura if she finds the opposite sex, or maybe even the same sex, more attractive. <laughs> I don't know how Laura swings. Just, just dudes, man. Just dudes. But uh, we're asking if she finds them more attractive, and she's pretty much saying no, not really. But I will have okay. to say I am the opposite. I do find it attractive when a girl is driving a sweet car. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Anytime I see girls driving like badass Jeeps yeah. or Ferraris or Porsche, oh, especially like a manual Carrera. Yeah. That's well, that classy. It's a conversation starter. I know. Right. I was... You have to be careful though, because there's a lot of moms out there, which is not necessarily a turnoff, but there's just a lot of moms out there that, that are like plenty of snacks. Yeah. And... <laughs> but just like a manual Mustang, manual Mustang with a chick in it, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, and that's something that people, a lot of people ask me. They're always like, Jeff, wouldn't you like to meet a nice young woman? who's really into cars and part of me wants to say yes, but then part of me wants to say no. And I only say no is because I just kind of want that to be my thing. I don't know. I'm selfish. I want her to like cars and let me spend irresponsible amounts of money uh, for when the C8 Z06 comes out. But otherwise, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But back to the cars that Laura would or would not uh, find favorable. You said it is possible to go too big. Mm-hmm. You thought that the Ram 3500 Laramie, or was a limited, yeah. um, long bed dually, that was too big. 
What would you think about a man that drove one of those? And if you'd like to refer to body parts, please keep it clinical. (laughs) Certainly. (laughs) This is a uh, family program. And I'm going to throw in drives that but doesn't actually tow anything with it. So it's just his daily driver because he wanted a big truck. You know, I would have to wonder what, you know, personality <laughs> aspect he's trying to compensate for because I actually knew someone who drove a uh, Range Rover um, and had some really sweet cars, vintage cars in his garage, but the guy couldn't talk about anything at all. Not even the sweet vintage cars, or maybe you didn't ask him the right. Maybe you didn't listen to OCN drives for long enough. (laughs) Maybe I didn't, and you didn't know enough about the cars to connect with this gentleman. Maybe you're the problem, Laura. Exactly. Maybe it is a me problem. (laughs) 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 Uh, But no, to that point, I mean, um, you know, a guy with an enormous truck and he's not towing anything, and he just uses that as his day to day. I'm gonna wonder, like, why? Why bother? Or if he's just using it as an extension of his own personality to make himself look interesting, then that's the n- not the right way to go about it. Yeah, I just see when I see guys in really big trucks that don't use it for anything. And it's usually pretty obvious when the truck is not used for towing or anything because it's like in pristine shape. You should have just brought, bought a BMW. Okay? Yeah, it's just a waste of gas, first of all, because it's like that 3500 probably did like 10 miles to the gallon. Because it's so big, they don't have to report <laughs> Yeah, what it gets. Well, the way I drove it, it definitely. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, my <laughs> my twenty fourteen F one fifty on a good day gets sixteen miles to the gallon, which is ridiculous. It's just horrible. So, yeah, coming from a man who's about to buy a power wagon, yeah, twenty five hundred. But that actually is better because it's newer, true, so. and it has the eight speed transmission, exactly, which is nice. But I'm also again six foot eight, so I look normal getting into a twenty five hundred. It's true, and you are you know limited to what you can and. True. Can't drive. I would rather be in a Jeep. Exactly. Gladiator? Yes. Awesome. All right. So a few other cars for you, Laura. We have, I know you're a sensible, rational human being, which is why. Can I get that in writing? (laughs) Well, it's recorded, so even better. You can have my actual voice saying that. You can make it your ringtone. Exactly. (laughs) If you want. Perfect. But uh, you're a rational, uh, calculated human being who uh, makes good decisions. That's why you decided to come onto the show in the first place. <laughs> Meaning perhaps a gentleman driving a late model Honda Accord would be acceptable to the jury. Yes. No. I mean, or do you honestly, or would you rather honestly. chew on cardboard? <laughs> <laughs> do you honestly ever, have you ever actually judged someone based on the card? Wait, we, we should probably ask her if she actually cares first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually care about the car? I care about the substance. I mean, like you just don't want them to be in like a total beater. I don't want them to be in a VW bug. Oh, I that's mean, fair. That's a little harsh. True. I mean, Ted. I kind of agree. Andy drove one. Just saying. But also, but you see them <laughs> he's now. A hand, he's right? a handsome man. And perhaps Ted Kennedy should have driven one, right, mm-hmm. Laura? <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Oh, okay, God. that's a reference to National Lapoon Lampoon. If you guys. Didn't get yeah. that, but anyway, and they, and they ended up getting, uh, Volkswagen sued them for that, and yeah, that was pretty epic. Yeah, so. we don't want to be sued, so Volkswagen, if you're listening, we actually like your cars. Well, some of them, 
But yeah, uh, no late model Accord. Um, okay. Like I, my first car was an '89 Honda Accord. I drove before I racked it, but um, <laughs> hey, I lived, <laughs> and that was before airbags and were in that thing. So you had a car um, without airbags. Was that? You had a car without airbags? I did. Don't date her on the air. It's <laughs> because she's not that much older than us. I, had, I did not choose this car. This is my brother's car. I'm fairly certain they had airbags back then. In 89? Not in this one. Really? Wow. There was no airbag uh, in this car, but we li- I lived. The other guy did too. Um, uh, but yeah. Um, no, I mean, I'm, they're good cars, but at the same time, I'm also very outdoorsy, and I require uh, someone who's also very outdoorsy. So if I can't take something off road, or be able to put, you know, a dead animal, in I was just about track, to say, <laughs> if your car can't carry a full elk, you're out. <laughs> Not a full elk, but I mean, so it sounds like a Tacoma is perfect, but um, she she Tacoma is not big enough for an elk. <laughs> That'd be a struggle. It doesn't have to be enough. I'm talking about we'll be willing to drive, you know, six hours to Nebraska, middle of nowhere to go get a turkey. I mean. Yeah. It's true. You kind of do just need like a good Texas boy. Yeah. I mean. It's just like (laughs) big truck, hunting, outdoors. Colorado's a pretty good place for that too. Yeah. You just have to be careful, so. careful about those hipsters because they blend oh. they blend in with the Texas <laughs> crowd a little. Once they, once they get the full lore experience and they know that they've bitten off way more than they can chew. So Okay, Green Berets, Navy SEALs, and other members of the United States State Special Forces. This is Laura's phone number. <laughs> please call 303. <laughs> 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 If you've ever run into a burning building to save someone, give her a call. <laughs> Your number's still 911, right? Okay, what about a uh, Porsche 911? Um, you know, they're fun for a little while. Um, until something happens and you need someone that can help you move or you know, I feel like you put way more um she just wants a practical Stop car in, in his her car life. rather than in the people around him. And mm-hmm. actually, I was on a date. He said he was 5'8", air quotes for those listening. On the roster. Um, no, I'm 5'2". For me to be taller than someone wearing heels, taller than someone 5'8", and wearing heels is the very substantial amount of high heel. Which um, is not out of the question for you. <laughs> but then again, but so I had to bend down to hug this man. and um, That's not a great, great start to a date. But he said, um, he out of the blue, he just goes, I have a $100,000 car. I'm like, oh. That's like the least attractive thing I've ever heard in my life. And it was a Porsche. Mm. And Ooh. I'm just like, really? Do you think that's going to make me like you? And just because you have a nice car doesn't mean you're a good, good person. It's like a shallow test. Maybe that he was testing you. Well, like it was oh. like if you were like that's awesome, Ooh, then you yeah. failed. No, no, no. I, I just said okay, that's nice. But um, he walked me out to the car at the um at the end of the date, and there's my car, which is all dirtied up from a hunting <laughs> trip, and next to it was a really nice Mercedes SUV. And he goes, "Oh, is that your car?" Referring um, referring to the Mercedes, and I said, "No, that's my car." And he said goodnight and never heard from him again. Oh, okay you got you got money shamed. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Exactly. <laughs> okay, then. Well, I'm going to actually steer us in a slightly different, but. <laughs> oh, my God, Laura. She is this is a us. family program. 
our mothers listen to this show. Hi, As Mrs. I dropped the apple. I know, okay. right? <laughs> Whatever. Sorry, Graham's mom. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> chuckling over there. But uh, I'm going to kind of steer us into a different lane. Um, Laura, as you know, Fiat Chrysler is kind enough to uh, sometimes give us cars to test yeah. drive. And with that, I've had quite a few, one of which was the Alfa Romeo Giulia mm-hmm. TI all-wheel drive. That was fun. Yes. <laughs> so I want to be clear. When I took Laura for a ride in this car, I think we just went to lunch or something. When we got back, she turns to me and she says, now I understand why you love cars. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know, right? I think that's just that true of everyone. Especially it's like just tons of people just never get the opportunity to really go out in a nice car, which I think is a shame. I know, right? And it seems like a life's missed, greatest pleasure. It seems like a missed business opportunity on all these dealerships. But, yeah, it's just like once you like sit in like a really nice car, it's just like I get it. <laughs> Definitely. Like I under, that's what happened to me. I wasn't really into cars for a long time. And then I got to sit, I think it was probably the CTSV, my boss. Oh, cool. That was just like, it was like nice Cadillac. And I was like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the first quote, nice thing, nice car I drove was um, a BMW. Yeah. Um, the three series. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it drove like it was on rails. It was, you know, it, it felt fun. And I think that's what really sold me on the experience of a car like the Julia um, was just it was a pleasure to drive. Some driving right. just feels like work. It was more than just an appliance to get from A to B. It, it was, was a, yeah, it was yeah. fun. It was um, yeah, not a, so much an appliance like you would anything around your home. It's something that you enjoy using mm-hmm. because you get to. Yeah, definitely. Well, here's the next question, too. Mm -hmm. A while back, and this was actually kind of long before we started the podcast, Laura and I had the opportunity to ride in a Ferrari GTC for Luso. Here's the question. Alfa Romeo or Ferrari? Which one would you ride? Am I driving or are you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I'm driving, driving, neither. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We We won't make you tell your story on the air, but... Yeah, we'll she she a she yeah exactly. She's like <laughs> told me later about how she's sitting in the back of this Ferrari because it's the one Ferrari that has rear seats, mm-hmm. and um, the gentleman that actually owned the car was sitting shotgun. And uh, <laughs> Laura tells me after the ride, she's like, like you're first of all, she's like you're a madman, <laughs> which I can I can attest to. True, yeah. I, I have a spirited driving style. That's one way to put it, and then. <laughs> And then number two, she's like, the interior, it's so beautiful. I was about to puke in my handbag. <laughs> I did not want to ruin the suede. Exactly. I appreciate that. You're a trooper. I, I was going to sacrifice a handbag for this. After she said that, she just went from here in my book, which is pretty high, to like. Which is <laughs> <Just> pretty high. <laughs> for those listening, it's not. <laughs> but I, I really gained a lot of respect for you when you said you would rather puke in your handbag the than in the Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah. So well, seeing as how that was not our car, and maybe it's because I'm from the South and I'm so damn polite at yeah. first sometimes <laughs> 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 that you're you're willing to do just about whatever it takes to you know save face, and that includes puking in your handbag. Would you have even said anything? Are you so southern? Would you have just like thrown up and said nothing? Well, here's the thing: I have done that in a car, <sighs> and I, I all I did was roll down the window of my friend's Lexus. Okay. It was after a wedding, 
a particularly fun <laughs> wedding. And um, I just gently roll, slowly rolled down the window, held my head up the car, and yeah. And just moved on, moved on with your life, said nothing? No, no. I mean, they obviously oh, could tell. Okay. <laughs> there was no hiding it. Okay. But I didn't say, oh my gosh, Lauren, I'm going to puke. It right. was, well, I'm just going to roll this clear window down like and get rid of whatever nastiness is in me. Yeah. Um, everyone needs a little more Southern politeness in them. Yeah, you know, everyone could. Yeah, it's true. Southern people are very polite. We are. Yeah. Well, maybe it's like we'll... Canadians, but, you know. More sundresses in seersucker. Okay. I'll, ne- I'll never say that. no to more sundresses. So or seersucker yeah. for that matter. Yeah. Okay, last car okay. for you. How about someone who drives a Tesla? <laughs> <laughs> now I've I've ridden one. They're fun. They are. It's fun. It's also kind of like because I used to be a beer cart girl. That was my first ever job. Wait, are you comparing it to a golf cart? The ride was very similar <laughs> to that <laughs> <of a> golf cart. <laughs> You're always welcome back. Yeah. And I mean, it was fun. Um, I don't know as if I were to drive one myself, I don't think I would really like it. Okay. Um, it's definitely not a hunting vehicle. Right. I'd be way, way too worried about getting it dirty yeah. or, you know, parking it anywhere where someone's going to ding it. Um, or running just, out of range in the middle of West Texas. That, um, because, uh, you know, you ask someone in Abilene if they got a charge for your electric car, they're just going to laugh at you. Or in Texas's case, just electricity in general. So. Mm. But, uh, no, I mean, it, it, depending on my lifestyle, and if that were not my only car, that'd be one thing. Okay. Um, I mean, like I said, they're fun, and, you know, it's good to have an electric car as an alternative to gas, but um, not for me. Okay. But just for funsies. Okay. And then last question before we're going to kick you out and give the mic back to Graham. What's your dream car? Hmm. Or one of your dream cars. You don't one have to pick your... One of my dream cars would be like, a Chevelle. Chevelle. 65 Chevelle. Ooh, good answer. Such blue. good taste. It's like a nice, like, Tiffany blue. Oh. Um, Tiffany blue. Because <laughs> I'm a girl. That's okay. <laughs> and it's a pretty color. You have to admit that. It's yeah. it's, yeah. A, it's a blue that you see, see it right away. Um, it's a stop and stare blue. Let's see. Um, Lexus SUV. I would love one of those. The, the new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, That'd be a sight, her unloading a deer carcass from the back of like an LX 570. And that's the thing. I am one of those people that, you know, I, everyone even says, like, I don't expect you to tote around guns or animals because you walk in here with pearls and dresses on. Yeah. So it's one of those things that keeps people guessing. So um, I don't like being predictable, Jeff. Oh, well, that's um, true. Another one. Oh, man. I would think a vintage Mercedes convertible, all white. She has such great taste. I think it's because she just sits next to us all day. Mm, That's true. This is even before I met y'all, so don't take all the credit. She has really good taste in cars. Graham saying he likes the 69 Chevelle better. Because you can get the 427 in it. It's okay to be wrong. So. You can't get the 427 in the 65. See, I'm actually a fan of the 66 mm. with the 396 mm. four-speed. 
But anyway, Laura, while we appreciate your time and your breath and your opinion on all things cars, and you're always welcome back on the show. Thanks, guys. So much fun. Yeah. And with our luck, she'll probably be the most popular of the podcasters and the public will demand her to be back. I know. (laughs) We're going to have to buy another mic. (laughs) But, uh, well, on that note, should we kind of move into some of the automotive news for today? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Who wants to take the, the Land Rover Defender? (laughs) I'll start with the Land Rover Defender. I think it's a total miss. Uh, they went high technology, which I think in a lot of cases is the smart thing to do in 2019 going into 20. It's the 2020. So, and I, th- that's something I've thought that all car companies should do. Like 2020 just sounds so futuristic. I mean, I think what is, isn't 2020 is from back to the future, isn't it? Like it, like it's such a, like, impo- it's just, it sounds so futuristic. It's like, why aren't the, all these car companies just like doing the dumbest technology things? They well, can? I mean, our next segment, we'll jump right into those dumb technology stuff yeah. but so but they and they're kind of doing that with the defender yes. but that's such the wrong market the defender is such a beloved car and it's like i mean it was like a hundred thousand dollar car when it came out originally and now it's just like a million dollar car because people love it so much like it's just like and it's notorious for being good off-road and like everything they did to the 2020 is just like it feels more like it's gonna be fine around town and not what i want to take off road it's like it looks like a new g-wagon like in no way would i you know go off road in a g-wagon it just like it's not meant for that it's just like a bougie oh a g-wagon's <laughs> a lot better than a defender i think on yeah. some things but uh one thing is that i always have a problem with the defender is that they have such a small engine in it it's got a turbocharged inline four or uh, you can get the inline six. You can get the inline six now, which I appreciate. But you know that just boosts up the you know the price. I mean, it's what the six is almost seventy. Yeah, um, and they're calling them a, a one ten and a ninety because of how many like features it can do or something like that. I think that's what I was reading. There's like a the one ten model has the the inline six, and the ninety has the inline four, which the inline four you're getting like almost you're only getting 300 horsepower and almost 300 foot pound of torque but if you get the inline six you move up um quite a bit um but still my thing big on those is just like i agree with you a little bit is they kind of become a little bit more bougie than like an off-road jeep type vehicle yeah this should just be Um, like an extension of just a better jeep my problem is that the defender it's just so big and heavy previously i haven't seen like what the uh um how heavy it is now but i know the previous defender was the big thing was is so heavy and like the steering and the um, suspension was just so stiff i was like too stiff to be you know an off-roading type vehicle but i know that this new one has um has some cool things with the differentials. Like it has a manual locking differential. um, And it's got a couple other things. Standard eight to five inches, 8.5 inches 
to 11.5 inches ground clearance. I do like the interior though of it. Oh, that's the thing. I, I like how I think it looks fine on the outside. I think the interior looks terrible. That you don't like it? That shifter in the middle. And oh, it, the, and the, it, the and it still has two column shifters as well for whatever those do. It's like, what are you doing? The like, shifter in the middle, I don't, I don't like Oh, it that. looks like a Honda. Like, cause the Hon- Hondas do mm. that. <laughs> They do do that in the middle for their... Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a, I don't, they look like they took it straight out of a, like a Honda minivan. Okay, that's the one thing that you're highlighting that I don't like. But it's horrible. Looks, it looks very like yeah. simplistic, though. I mean, it, compared it's, to the it's, other... It's, it's, it's interesting that they went with like big dials and stuff instead of like a big touchscreen, which I think is to try and like make it feel less bougie and like this is still like a truck kind yeah. of thing. So we're not going to make it like an Audi where it's just like six touchscreens. Yeah. Well, they're also well, bringing down the pr- uh, price a little bit from where it used to be. Cause you could get a defender like for a hundred. Now these are like for trip or 80 or 90. Yeah. Um, now they're trying to get to that 70 price range, but I mean, they're going to be battling quite a diff- quite a large load of uh, expensive. Um, yeah. This is SUVs. like, I mean, like this is this market. This is, is like fully loaded power wagon range for their base model. Oh, here we go. And in no way would I buy this over a power wagon. <laughs> I I agree with that. Or a gladiator. Or a gladiator. Yeah, yeah. gladiator. We drove that but sixty thousand dollar gladiator. I don't know. Week. I would have to drive this to decide. True. I bet, especially because it's air suspension, which is another oh, thing yeah. that yes. I dislike about it. Because air suspension is not an off road cho- thing no. you do typically. Um. Which is why I'm like, it's just like a bougie on-roader. Because it's like, why would you, like, if it's a real off-roader, it should be hard springs that, you know, get you where you need to go. And you mean soft springs. Or soft springs, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't like that it's air suspension. I'm sure it'll drive like a dream. Like, you'll be floating on a well, cr- cloud. Yeah, it has the eight-speed uh, transmission from ZF. So, yeah, that's, yeah. A, cl- it, that's a classic. It's so. going to be a great car. It's going to be fine. But, uh I agree with you. I think they missed on a couple things. I think the outside styling is, I just, I can't. I agree. It looks like the, from the outside, it looks like the Defender, well, it looks like a Jeep Renegade and like mm-hmm. a Kia Soul kind of got drunk at a bar it, together it one like night a, and made a mistake. It feels like a, a Forerunner And this is the result. Something. It's just so, the nose, my problem is the nose or the head of the, the front of the vehicle just is so inward facing like po- pointy, pointy yeah. and then it then but it rounds off but it's it's a lot smaller than the the back and the back just looks super large compared to it and it just I, something about it is a little off to me but from the backpack that butt dough it looks good <laughs> that butt dough i like dough. that yeah i do like the rear end I do yeah, too. I do, Maybe I, we'll see I in like a couple it. of years. They'll refresh the face a little bit to be a little more just it almost a, looks dated yeah it does look a little bit yeah well again i think it's like we're a cheaper G wagon is, yeah. is what it feels like um, where it's just like this kind of bougie, like I'm sure G wagon is really nice on the road and it's a lovely thing, but it's again, it's not something I would take off road for right. hardcore off road. Yeah. yeah. But right. I think it's more capable than some SUVs out there. Well, and at least it's a gutsy move. Like you mentioned earlier, the defender has a pedigree yeah. and a image to live up to. And yeah. We'll see how I it guess. does because the last company that has brought back a really popular car did not do very well in toyota and yes. the supra so but and this, at least it's not going to be as bad as a mustang crossover hybrid yeah it's true <laughs> electric it's hard so. to beat that but i'm this, telling you we keep bragging on it if it's good it's we're gonna have to send oh, an apology yeah we are but that's all right we might have to stop podcasting but this yeah. is at least with toyota's supra 
mixed up. That's because they went to another company and just said, yeah, here, help it's, us. It's and then they BMW. built everything. Yeah, it's just a BMW. Uh, this is at least still, you know, it's still Land Rover. So they're still making it. But I mean, I, I've always, I've never really loved the Defender. I like it as like a uh, vehicle for off-roading, but I've... I've never really loved the styling of the Defender anyways. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you if you have, I mean, we're talking like top of the line on this, you go 10,000 more, you can go right into a Range Rover. And why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> and the Range Rover does look great. And the Range Rover looks a lot better. The styling is nice. It's and it's off-road capable. It's, it's proven. It's proven off-road. Um, I think they're trying to bring some of that technology that the Range Rover is into this, like the cameras. The cameras look pretty cool. Um, they actually look a lot better than the gladiator cameras that we tested and we really like those they have them all at each wheel and uh it looks yeah that felt yeah. like the big miss for me on the gladiator yeah. is it didn't have a 360 camera yeah. and that's just something oh. jeep just hasn't done which is weird because ram does it and other parts of the fiat chrysler do it and it just feels a little bit like a miss i think it's also just like the doors still come off how they deal with that yeah. is just like a nightmare. So I totally get why they just have a forward camera. I also think it's a miss that the gladiator is the only one that gets the forward camera where like a Rubicon four door or two door doesn't, which yeah. is like, <laughs> just make up your mind. Right. Well, we'll have to see for yeah. years to come. We should move on to the next thing. Yeah. Graham, I know you're a big fan of uh concept cars. <sighs> and as you guys, <laughs> as Alex, uh, is, mm -hmm. Graham, do you want to talk about what's been happening at the Frankfurt Auto Show? Yes. So I have a couple vehicles that I think are my highlights of the show. And one of them we already talked about. And it's not really a super concept. It is. Yeah, they're making it. The Lamborghini? Well, yes. The Lamborghini is, the f is one of them. Yeah. But I was going to talk about my hot hatch infatuation and the Audi RS 6 Avant. Yeah. Coming to America, 591 horsepower. I'm still taking Wagon. I'm still taking the Mercedes. Well, but, I mean yeah. me too, but at the same time I I've never I've driven a Mercedes the uh the wagon. Um but I've never driven you know an RS R Wow, I cannot speak today. Well, RS6 Avant. So I really want to I might test drive that bad boy this oh, yeah. or when as soon as it comes comes out because I, I think <clears throat> I love hot hatches. I think Audi, while I think they're a little pretentious and, and do stupid things, I want to see how well it drives because I've driven a couple Audis. They drive pretty nice. And uh, yeah, so that's the first one. That Quattro system's hard to beat too. Yes. Audi's just got, got a really good all-wheel drive system. Oh, yeah. That, uh, there's tons of videos on YouTube you can find of people just driving through like eight feet of snow. Yep. And it's just like trucking through it. Cause it's true. That all wheel drive system works. As there's, far as everyday usability goes, yeah. the Audis are fantastic. But when there's, you start pushing them hard, they get a little muted. That's true. That's well, it's because the four wheel drive is so good. It doesn't let you have fun. It's just like, that's why I like the Mercedes so much. And they're yeah. four automatic because the E63S wagon and a lot of their other kind of sports cars are all wheel drive, but they are capable of going all the way to 20% front, 80% rear mm -hmm. to give you a pretty close yep. rear wheel drive experience. Was I'm like, that's awesome. That's like really nice yeah. to have. Yeah. I can drive this car daily and probably not die, but I can, you know, push some buttons and kill myself <laughs> if I nice. want. Or whip that tail around. Yeah. 
Exactly. That's why I always turn traction control. I have like, yeah, my problem with concept cars. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I want to talk about the ugly concept car. Oh. The BMW Concept 4 is absolutely hideous. I'm sorry. Maybe from the the C-pillar back. It actually doesn't even have a C-pillar. I mean, the A-pillar back. It's all right. It just looks like an ass. But the front, about? It, it looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like a are long. There's a big like ass print in the front. Are you? Is there? The, is there a big ass print in the seen? front? Yeah, look at the kidney. Especially oh, you the, with the kidney, kidney grill. If you, we all hate the kidney grill. If we could ignore the kidney grill and you just look at a side profile, it just looks like an Aston. Like it's just that really nice, long, sweeping car. Like if you just put like a vantage next to that, no, the back, it would the not back be is that way different. higher. The back is way higher than it. Yeah, is. but oh my god, that front end is terrible. Oh, it yeah, looks like, like like two beaver teeth. Oh, it's horrible. Or a butt print. I don't. I don't know who beaver at BMW teeth. is totally in love with the kidneys, but there's someone there that's just like, let's keep making cars and like they keep increasing the size of the kidney. That's yes. like. They're like 2020 BMWs. Their their kidneys are bigger. I'm looking at one photo that has it like it's dark in the middle, but you can see the sides. You can't really see the kidney grill, but you can see the top. It looks so much better. Why the heck are they doing that stupid kidney grill? Oh, so and this one's even bad. worse because it's got like it's it's not like a the circle like clean edges. It's got like the harsh lines on the sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, just oh, but and uh, the thing is, BMWs have never. I mean, in the seventies, they, they, I mean, maybe perhaps looking back, I l- really enjoy the way they look, but they've never really been a flamboyant brand. So I'm not sure what they're trying to do here as far as style, go- like right. making a statement. They've always been kind of a humble braggers car yeah. or, you know, the, the ultimate driving is, machine. Like, it's just like, they... it's accepted that you've spent a lot of money on your car and we're like, good for you. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's not like a Ferrari. It's not like. Look at me. Like, I just I just saw a quote that will answer your question, Alex. The kidney grill has always been a signature feature of BMW cars. That's from uh, the head of BMW. This design. is one of these circumstances where what it's does he not know a, about it's design? Not, it's not okay to be wrong because they're just wrong <laughs> and they just need to move on. And I get like them trying to push the kidney like Jeep. Like Jeep was bragging for like well, I don't know three or four years ago when they're like when they brought the JL out and they were like. We took Jeep off of the Jeeps. Like the only it only says Jeep on the back, mm-hmm. and that's it. Because mm-hmm. they're like the grill is iconic enough that like you look at it, and that's I. This well, is totally what BMW is trying to do, and it's it's so much worse. Yeah. Well, um, Jeep, what they fought um, Hummer for so long about Hummer's front. Oh, because they're so similar. Because they're very similar. Yeah. And, true. Like, they spent a lot of money on that, so. Kind of makes sense a little bit, but I just am not a fan of the kidney girl. And like, I don't know why they think it's anyways. Um, it, it's not my favorite look, car. A lot of these cars look really good. Yeah. The other one that I, we want we should talk about is the Lamborghini. Yes. Um, okay. I can never, finally, it's is, a poster car Sina? again. Sina? Sina. Yes. The Sina. Sina. Yeah, no, this, yeah, you can't call looking. it the Senna, not to right. confuse with because McLaren. McLaren, because McLaren Senna is an AR It's very yeah, good looking. I think part of the good lookingness is they did a really interesting paint color for the what they've been showing yep. in all the press. They did this kind of like goldish green 
and then the wheels. I would say it's olive. Yeah. Like How Italian olive. is that? It's very, it's a very good looking car. I don't think there's any information about it yet, like how fast no. it is. Uh, they've said that it's a hybrid. It's a V12 hybrid. Yeah. Hybrid. So that puts yeah. it, that puts it, you know, it's probably at least 800 horsepower. I would assume if it's going to try and compete with things like the, the new hypercars that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, or even just like, I mean, at this point, there's no reason to make this unless you're trying to beat the original three. So it's, it's got to at least be 800 with a V12 in it. I wouldn't be surprised if they got it over a thousand horsepower is like the number I would expect from Lamborghini, especially cause again, it's like, why would you make such a flamboyant car and not like, just like, let's make it 1200 horsepower. Right. <laughs> it's going to be a million dollar car anyways. You might as yeah. well. Well, I think it's there. It's Lamborghini's jump into the, uh, I mean, it's a Halo car. Yeah, that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know how Halo cars really work in the like really high end because it's just like all your cars are kind of Halo cars because yeah. they're all unaffordable. Well, this is Lamborghini's jump into the hypercar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because they haven't had a. I mean, they've had really good supercars and they have these special edition supercars that are hypercar is esque. But they're My not favorite one. non-road legal Celesta Elemento. Yes, exactly. Which is the best car name ever, and it's a disappointment that they did make it. Non-road legal, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're talking versus like the you know McLaren, and you're talking about uh, yeah. um, uh, Porsche uh, 918 and the Ferrari Lafarge. They absolutely need to do it. Like, yeah, if they keep if they want to position themselves with Ferrari. And Porsche. Porsche is kind of a weird one because Porsche makes nice cars, but I don't really put them on the same level as Lamborghini and Ferrari because it's like Porsche typically doesn't I mean, I make... put the 918 up there for sure. Yeah, but that's like the oddball of Porsche. Like other than the 918, Porsche doesn't typically make a $300,000 car. Yeah, like they, they just, do it every 10 years. They just don't do it. Like like the GT RS3. That's like a GT3 RS. Isn't, yeah, yeah it's that's only like, RS. that's like maybe $200,000 if yeah. you put every dumb option on it. Yeah. So it's like Porsche has always kind of been an oddball, which is good for them. It's just like yeah. people put us on the same level as Ferrari and Lamborghini, but we don't cost anything near it. So good for Porsche for for putting them. And that's one of the reasons that like they probably built the 918. It's just like we're in the conversation, but we're half the price. Sure. Well, also well, a Carrera GT. Also, what does that mean? Two thousand five. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like every like fifteen to ten years they put yeah. out like and, and that, this is that's a Halo a, car. That's a real Halo yes, car. Yeah. Exactly. You make the nine eighteen to sell nine elevens. Yeah. But it's like in Lamborghini's case, it's like, does this sell Aventadors? Like, right? I, Who knows? I don't think so. Like, no. Although it, I will say. This makes me happy because I like the Huracan and I would gladly drive a Huracan perform- Performante any day of the week. But I feel like it's not really a poster car as much. Mm-mm. This this looks like a poster the car. Hur- this hur- is in your face. Yeah. This is flamboyant. This looks fast. Yeah. This will turn heads, and uh, I think I think uh, it's more true to Lamborghini. Yeah, what Lamborghini's all about. I yeah. think some Lamborghini designers came back so. and said, uh, "Audi, stop trying to make our cars look look well. like an Audi." They're yeah. a little, they're a little tame. Yeah, yeah. The, the most recent Lamborghinis are like, yes, it still looks like a Lamborghini, but it's just like it has. It does feel like it's been missing just the flamboyant, like yeah. in your face. The problem like, is that they sell. Well, because it's a Lamborghini. Lamborghini. Yeah. Do you think it's a way. Lamborghini, or do you think that they sell because they're not as crazy as 
they used to be. Now they're like more of the Audi like tamer, but are more reliable. I mean, I certainly appreciate like, blah, the fact blah, blah, blah. that it, it probably runs a little better <laughs> being no, owned yeah, by exactly. Audi. Yeah. Well, let's just say they sell because caviar sells, and caviar is terrible. I'd rather have a fine meat, oh, and che- fine Italian plenty, meat and cheese plate over caviar any day. Plenty, caviar plenty of people delicious. like caviar. Well, none but, of our uh, listeners, hopefully. I yeah. I like caviar. We drive a Mercedes. So. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's one of those. One of those. Like, do you have any great coupons, sir? Part of it's part of your contract that you sign when you buy the ah, car. Yeah. Much like when I bought the motorcycle, I signed a contract that said if there's a small child who looks at me like that's the coolest thing ever, I got to rev it. So exactly. contract. I will it go is. to jail if I it's don't. It's a social so contract. Volkswagen. Then it's you have to say that you're a vapor and you have to. <laughs> no, you just have to, you just you just have to lie to every world government. So. <laughs> Okay, guys. Can Wait, I talk about? Okay, I got, I got one go last ahead, car Graham. that I want to talk about, and then I have one after you. Okay, um, we might have the same one. It's the Bugatti Chiron Supersport no, 300 plus, limited to 30 units worldwide. But what they did is they took their world record Bugatti and are making 30 editions of that exact car. Except it wasn't the, a world record. Not anymore. Right? No, it just never was a world record. Well, it's a first. They only, they only, the world record requires you to do, it's an average of going one way and then going the other. Mm. And they only went one way because the track that they're on, which is like the big Audi track, mm-hmm. um, has just been run so much in one direction that it's just impossible to drive cars fast the other direction. Well, so they, they did oh, it they wow. did they did it on a track where it was just impossible for them to get the world record. So that's been like lots of car people are like it didn't set the world record. Okay. But it's still but 300 it's still, miles per it's hour. It's still incredible. It's also typically that world record is held for production cars and while they might consider 30 cars to be a production car, that is not a production car. It's not. 30 cars is not a production car. Yeah, it went 304, but anyways, it's Valencia, the, it is. I don't even know if that's, <laughs> that's my style. I don't even know if this will be street legal in the U.S. because part of being street legal in the U.S. is that you have to give, I think, like two of them to the Department of Transportation to crash the shit out of to make sure that they're street legal. And I know there's been tons of car manufacturers that have not brought cars to the U.S. that are like really nice stupid cars that they're just like like i think uh was it kernzig I, I can never say yeah i think they have one or two cars that they've not produced to the u.s because it's like we're not going to give the department of transportation six million dollars worth of cars to crash because yeah. we're only making 250 of them Although, so i would like i, I would be Agera. i would be surprised if this Regera? was Regera or Regera? can't remember Regera yeah. or something yeah, yeah. It's, so I wouldn't be surprised if this just isn't even street legal in the U.S. Yeah, because I can't imagine them making two cars yeah, or something for the DOT to crash. The article that I was looking at doesn't say anything about that, but yeah. it's still I I thought it's it's pretty cool that they're doing that. Um, I love Bugatti. It's like a halo car oh. for the world. It's not it's not it's not a halo car for whoever owns them, which is is it Audi again? Yeah. So it's definitely not because it's just too crazy. It's, yeah. It's but it, I think it's just like it Bugatti for probably the last like fifty years since they've been doing like the really super duper hyper cars. Right. They, it's just been a feat of human engineering. Like this is like it's true. This is the best the human race can produce. Mm, there's a kind couple of. other cars that are fighting them now. I there's a. Oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, but there's a car right now that's going to you going to try and break the 304 time that Bugatti set, and it's 
an all electric monster. But even then, like, because there are other cars that have gone faster than Bugattis that are faster than Bugattis, but they're not production cars usually. Mm. They're almost never production. Yes, but you cars. just said that thirty cars is not a production, and I, car. that's what that's my complaint <laughs> about this. But the other Bugattis that they've made, they have done. Mm. I mean, there's a ridiculously long waiting list, but there's hundreds, and that I do consider. See, my production. problem with Bugattis, and I haven't driven the new Chiron. I've never even driven a Veyron. Yeah. Or for any, that matter. Yeah. But they don't come across as a driver's car to me. They're huge. They're for two things. Yeah. They're for parking in front of nightclubs. It's a muscle car. And going yeah. very, very, very fast yeah. on a closed it's, course. It's a million-dollar Mustang is, like, yeah. at its core what it is. Exactly. Well, I, I bet <laughs> Which I Which is funny. Yeah. I think the Chiron's a little bit better handling than I the think Grand. so, too. No, I think from all, what I read. all of them have always been fine around a track. But, yeah, I mean, they're completely unaffordable even for like mega rich people and they're impossible to get yeah so it's just like but again i think it's just i think it's just it is to me it's the halo car of the human race well like, they're getting away from cars well, and they're gonna start building thing, suvs yeah. fyi they're built, well, we'll s- building yeah, let's, let's save that building for another gonna episode the, sorry, that's gonna be the dopest ocv ever <laughs> i want to real quick mention uh the car that i'm most excited for from the frankfurt auto show well besides the lamborghini mm obviously uh and the 2020 honda e now that is an electric car i can get behind i don't know if you guys scroll down and see see that but it's a small little electric hatch and it it oozes 1960s flair it's real good it looks like a gremlin i dig it oh man (laughs) it looks like i dig the hell out of that so uh, i can't wait to drive one of those if i was to be forced into an electric car that's the one I would pick, hands down. Wait, no the questions. Honda E? Based on the design alone. The Honda E? Yeah. It's a little weird looking. So here's, I'm, I'm, I want to just get my rant off about me hating concept cars. All the cars you guys just pointed out, I'm totally fine with because they look realistic. And it's like, that's, or in a lot of cases, they just aren't making it. Like they're making right. the Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're bringing yeah, the they're cool bringing hot hatch yeah. back. The Honda e is questionable being made. It's a little it's crazy. It's fantastic. And how do you not look at that and not smile? Things like the Audi AI Trail Quattro is what I fucking hate. <laughs> I hate <laughs> them. It's just like we brought this, and it's like it looks like a a, a moon rover. It looks like a warthog. And it, yeah, it looks like a warthog, and it's just like not a single thing on that car is ever going to happen except for like maybe you take the taillight and put it in a stupid car. Yeah. And it's, I hate that. It's just like, it's like, why even waste your engineer's time? Cause it doesn't matter. Agreed. You so should if look they at made you. 30 of them, would you be okay with that? He's fine with <laughs> it. <laughs> you should look at the new Rolls Royce and the, um, Oh God. What, what car was it? Um, it's a hundred year. Oh, it's a Bentley, yes. So look at the Rolls Royce. Oh, the, the new Bentley, the new Bent, the Bentley hundred year edition. Yes, it looks psycho. That was yeah. so cool. It's got six hundred LED lights in the front, and then the door itself is literally like the whole length, almost Alex the whole is shaking length, of, his head. Nah. whole length of the vehicle. It's crazy. Check it out. The Rolls Royce. So you know how Rolls Royce has like they're very like boxy, and then they have their sides. Mm-hmm. This one has a box in the middle, and then there's there's complete air wells is what I call them. And then there's a whole length that goes like this. It looks insane, but I got numbers on the uh, Lamborghini though. Just FYI. 
Okay. 785 horsepower. It's got a 44 a 48 volt mid uh, hybrid system, and it goes zero to sixty in I think I had it. I think it's two point eight seconds. Well, that's yes. fast enough to get milk. <laughs> so we'll save it for another episode. Yeah. Yes. Keep that at the front of your mind. Alex, do you want to hit the last piece of automotive news so that we can keep this show rolling? Yeah, it's not that really important, but it's just been things. We keep talking about the Tacomas and the GT500, and you can now configure those um, up on their websites, uh, which means you can place orders for them. Um, you can max out a GT500 to about uh, 110 grand, which is lunacy. <laughs> and also, again, we talked about this before, but it's really funny that the GT350R is actually a couple hundred dollars more expensive base than the 500 yeah which is just kind of a funny thing and i think just solidifies that that's the better car <laughs> true i mean i'd pay that um and then again I'd... the new 2020 tacoma and the new 2020 uh forerunner are up for sale now and they're snazzy new tdr pro colors and you're gonna go see if you fit in one i'm going to i'm not going so, to fit in one but i'm gonna, gonna try i'm gonna try because i like that taco a lot. all right well bring your vaseline yeah <laughs> So <laughs> real quick, let's run through the this month in automotive history while you guys get your grievances at front of mind. Um, September 10th, 1897, there's a gentleman by the name of George W. Smith who crashed an electric taxi cab while under the influence of alcohol in London. Um, so he was the first person arrested for drunk driving. And that is interesting because that occurred in 1897 and it was an electric car. So, so weird. for the <laughs> uninformed, electric cars have been around for a long time. Yeah. It's just such a weird sentence, like 1897. I know, right? The first drunk driver, and it's not even in a, a combustible car. Perhaps he thought it was a self-driving electric yeah. car. He had done some it, it time had, traveling. It had autopilot. Back. Exactly. That's my favorite. And then September 7th, 1979, the uh, Chrysler Corporation took a $1.5 billion bailout loan from the government. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, I didn't know that that had happened previous to 2008. Um, so 1.5 just, billion dollars, which is a lot in, in 79, 79, is a lot of money. Yes. Um, so politics set aside, it was just interesting to see mm. uh, that that had happened in the past, and I guess technically worked because um, Chrysler Motor Corporation is still around today. Yeah, we'll be it. it yeah. <laughs> it only has like a few models, the 300 and the Pacifica, but sure. the Pacifica is an awesome car, which we've talked about. Yeah. So yeah, there's the history. Well, do you guys have any, uh, any grievances? grievances? Graham, you, you look pensive. You look like you're brooding. I'm thinking you're I, scowling. I have a couple. So Just if you guys one, know, you one. Mm, well, do you I guys have, have ones? Do you guys have ones that you already have? You know, it's, it's Friday mm. and I'm, not coming into work tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm in a relatively good mood. So mm. I have no grievances as of right now. So if you would like to take mine, I'm willing to gift it to you. Oh. Mm. My grievance is just, I mean, I already had the grievance with the concept cars and my hatred for them. Cause I feel like I've just been burned constantly See, by I, them. I like it cause it's art for art's sake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I would agree except, and I think something like that crazy Audi that is art for art's sake, but then there's other things like, like when W, like when Subaru makes a concept car, it's like because they don't spend enough money to make it crazy. It looks realistic enough. Like everyone was really excited when they showed. I think it was in like 2005. They showed a concept 
for the WRX and it was awesome. Everyone's like, just build that and we will give you our money. And yeah. the only thing that made it yeah. was the headlights. And True. they weren't even the same headlights. Ugh. They just were inspired by the car. <laughs> so it was just like, that was like, I think that was the car that really set it off. Where it was like, I hate concept cars. I hope you all die. <laughs> Alrighty. Or what you got for us, Graham? Uh, my grievance is uh, I don't like people that don't like concept cars. Oh, get over <laughs> yourself. <laughs> No, I, I get exactly what you're saying. I agree 100% when it's when it's those type of cars that you like, you take like a WRX and you say, oh, this is the concept of what we see in the future. And then you don't see any of it. Yeah. That is frustrating beyond belief. But when you see concept cars from like these uh, more well-known, pronounced and can do it and they make just crazy cars that have different names and other things. I really appreciate that because it shows like kind of the innovation and the, the spirit of the automobiles. Yeah, I mean, I, and, I think in a lot of cases, they're just Halo cars, which I like. Yeah. I approve. And I, there's tons no. of proof that Halo cars work. I mean, we've talked about it before. Yeah. The, the Ford Raptor, I think, is the ultimate Halo car. And because oh, yeah. they originally made that and they're like, we're probably going to sell 50 of them, but it's going to sell a bunch of F-150s. And it just happened to work out that the Raptor sells like hotcakes. So true. But I think the Raptor is a good example of like a successful halo car. What about um, the, uh, the Audi, the R8, the R8, I think is another successful, uh, halo car. Yeah. Um, I think Audi takes us a little, little too far because a lot of their cars now look like the R8. Yeah. Whereas exactly. the Raptor is still different enough for me from an F one fifty. Yeah. But I mean, Lexus LFA too. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. another, that's another sweet halo car. They I don't think that's, 10 years to make I don't, that th- I mean, that is a failure of a halo car and, but it's not mm. because it's a bad car. It's just because of its history of taking well, too long. business wise. It was a failure, but yeah. I don't give a fuck what the bean counters True. think. Yeah. But it's, it's like, fantastic they took car. too long and they True. went up against other halo cars. It came out the same year as the GTR, which took a steamy mm. dump on it. And mm. I, th- <laughs> I think the GTR is another sweet. Well, the GTR came out like a full season before. Yeah, right? and yeah. it and it was better in every performance aspect for half the cost, well, but for no, a fifth the cost. No, the the shifting on the LFA is still the fastest shifting that you can get. Sure, but it's like and one of the fastest revving engines, and it's yes. just amazing sounding. But it is. yeah, I think there's I, I love Halo cars. I love when concept cars become something, mm-hmm. and you definitely see that more in like the Ferrari and the Lamborghini yeah. world, and Mazda. Mazda's really good about translate. <laughs> I'm serious. They are. And now I'm when not I just saying that, that yeah. because I drive yeah. a Mazda, but yeah. it does. I the Komodo that. design language right, trickles its way down. I have my next one. So my next thing is kind of going along with the same thing um, is this is two Mercedes. Um, Mercedes will only go and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they only go to one auto show, maybe two auto shows. Oh, yeah. I hate that. And they only go to this one and one other one. I can't remember what it is. But it's in Germany, and they only go to that one. So yeah, it's a power like the play. US, US, yeah. we never see any of their vehicles or any of their stuff. So boo to them. Yeah. That. Even though you drive one. I like everything else about them, but boo to them about that. As like, bougie as they have, and like I, when I went and test drove that Mercedes wagon, I 
felt so out of place at the dealership because yeah. like, everyone was in there. Like all the customers, not even just oh, the yeah. employees, but the customers <laughs> there mm-hmm. were like dressed four times nicer than me. Mm-hmm. And I made a comment. I was like, I was like, I feel like I need to apologize for mm-hmm. how, how bad I look because I was on my motorcycle. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, I look like a moron standing in here. But really, in my mind, they look like a bunch of morons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but like True. they all just look like yacht club, like hippies. Yeah. It, was, it was just like, I was the worst. But luckily we have the AMG they drivers make, to they separate. Cars. Yeah, they it's, we can't cars. deny that. All right, gents. Well, we're about out of time for this week. So I appreciate you guys uh, coming in. Talk cars as usual. I just want to give a thanks to Josh for keeping us topped off. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles for keeping us behind the wheel. And ourcommunitynow.com where you can read more about our thoughts on cars, culture, food, and more. Feel free to tailgate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Red Circle, and OCN. I'm your host, Jeff Herbert. Thanks for listening to another gasoline-soaked episode of OCN Drives. This has been OCN Drives with Jeffrey Herbert. OCN Drives has been brought to you by OurCommunityNow.com. Our Community Now, the website that shows you everything going on in your community right now.